Welcome back to Love Letters and Mixtapes. I am so glad you're here. This is a weekly podcast with new episodes available every Sunday and Monday morning. The inspiration for this podcast was a desire to write, share, and talk about things that our younger selves needed to hear, whether that was 30 years ago, three years ago, or yesterday. This is a Sunday morning sobriety episode where I discuss all things related to physical and emotional sobriety. As always, it's important to remind everyone that I am not an expert or the final word on addiction, sobriety, or recovery. I began this series to share my experience, strength, and hope for anyone who is on a journey of physical or emotional sobriety. Step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. So here we are at step four, which is sometimes known as the scary step or the step where some people drop off from the program because it's here that we are shifting from a discussion about a higher power and begin to turn the focus on ourselves. Step four is a crucial step towards effective and sustainable recovery. When we begin working any 12-step program, we have some understanding that we are there because we have a spiritual malady and that our coping mechanisms, character defects, harmful and addictive behaviors are but a symptom of a bigger issue. And maybe they are the things that have kept us alive long enough to get to this point. Step four is where we really begin to face ourselves and learn about living a life of rigorous honesty. I'm not sure that this step is necessarily that hard. It's more that it requires a level of discipline, awareness, honesty, and introspection that we might have never known before. So again, it's not so much that it's difficult, it's just that it's new, and we begin to think and talk about things that we've probably run away from our whole lives. This requires a soul searching. No stone is left unturned. There is a revelation-inducing inventory that we're about to embark on that will become the blueprint for our success and our long-term sobriety and recovery. And all of this can be tough because anyone suffering from addiction, whether that's heroin or codependency, has one thing in common. They have a PhD in forgetting. We are masters at it. And this is why we share our stories with our fellows. This is why we put pen to paper and we write about things that have happened to us or things that we have done or the way that we have felt. We do this to make the unconscious conscious so that it no longer drives and directs our lives. Why this step is so powerful is that Yes, we are talking about our drinking or using or gambling or our sex lives, but we are also talking about our resentments, self-pity, pride, grudges, justified anger, and self-loathing. We talk about how often we place blame on others and take on the role of victim. The best part of taking what they call a fearless moral inventory is that we begin to do things we are afraid of in a very structured and safe way. The more often we do this, the stronger that this emotional muscle becomes. 
and we are teaching ourselves that we can do impossible things and that it's okay to be afraid of something or not trust something and still do it anyway. We begin to deconstruct the lies that we tell ourselves. How often have you or someone else said things like, my drinking and using didn't affect my kids. They didn't even know anything was going on. Or my partner doesn't know anything about my sex addiction. The house is clean. The bills are paid. I keep that part of my life to myself. Or how does my drug use affect my job? I'm an adult. I'm allowed to do what I want in my free time or on my lunch break or right before work. (laughs) You know, they deserve it anyway. They're taking advantage of me. So we close out this chapter making it clear that this is our first tangible practice in this program. I often use the phrase, I am less than the actions I take. And step four is a great example of that. It is a clear action I can take an exercise in honesty, openness, and willingness. And it's just a small step. We're pushing the door that they mention in step three open just a little bit more. This chapter was full of questions to help guide us in doing our own inventories, but I'd still like to share some of my own questions and journal prompts to support you in this step. Describe three romantic relationships that ended with me hurting another person. Where was I at fault? Did I take responsibility at the time? Do I have any grudges, anger, or resentment over past romantic relationships? When do I feel self-righteous? In what ways do I tell myself that this is justified? What events or triggers do I believe caused me to begin my addictive behaviors in the past? Describe situations, feelings, events, food, habits, circumstances, or people that were part of my life just before or during my addictive behaviors. Describe situations where I wanted to get revenge. How did I justify the situation to myself? How did it play out? And was someone else hurt? Has my sensitivity, pride, or irritability ever damaged my relationship with others? Describe the faults that I most detest in others. Do I have any of these traits myself? How often have I failed to do the things that I know I should have done? List five fears. How have they caused difficulty in my life? Describe relationships with friends, former partners, coworkers, or neighbors. Is there something that I wish I could do all over again? Describe the relationship with my family of origin. Do I have conflicts with any siblings or with my parents? How am I escalating, avoiding, or coping with these matters in my family? Describe in detail any major experiences in my life that I believe changed my life forever, either for good or for bad. 
What decisions have I made in my life that made a significant impact on my life? How did I go about making these decisions at the time? Was it pure instinct or did I weigh my options carefully? What am I most ashamed of in my life? Do I see any patterns in my addictive behaviors? What have I done to cover up and conceal my addictive behaviors? What other deceptions did this lead to? And last, what is something that is so shameful in my life that I would not want to tell anyone? Who would I hurt or impact if I shared this? Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode on step four. The power of this step is that it offers us a template to follow for the rest of our lives, a new way of thinking, and an opportunity to begin cleaning up our side of the street. Until next week, make sure to hit the follow button on your favorite podcast listening platform. Check out this week's playlist on my personal Spotify account. And join me on Instagram and TikTok for daily journal prompts at Love Letters and Mixtapes. If you enjoy this episode, consider making a monthly donation to support this podcast by clicking the link in my Instagram bio.